Welcome to The Culture Edit, unique perspectives into the personal and professional lives of individuals at the helm of successful business, athletics, art, and design. Welcome to The Culture Edit, episode 19. I'm here with my co-host. Say hello. Hello. You haven't let me say hello in like... 12 episodes, well, so I, I want quit to doing you, it. I want to let you say hello today because it's a very special day for you. Oh, okay. Tell the people what you did today. I uh, rode a bicycle outside. For the first time? Yeah, for the first time in seven weeks. Probably like one of the longest you've ever gone without riding outside. Outside of uh, breaking my hip and having a heart attack, that would be the third longest, yeah. So basically every five years you have an episode. Exactly. Okay. You know what's funny is today I got a five-year reminder on Strava how it does that now. It like like Instagram, like mm-hmm. five years ago, it was um, me riding again after pericarditis. Huh. And I just like rode with you and Warnicky to like, I don't know. Like the mountain. Yeah, not even to the mountain and back. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I miss Warnicky. He's listening. <laughs> He's got, we're going to start doing Warnicky check-ins. I just got really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Move back. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that was five years ago. So yeah, this is a, this was a long period. Uh, I still can't straighten my arm, but uh, it's straight enough that I can ride. Hutch is helping with that by pulling you really hard while you walk him on the leash. That's He's my trying re- to straighten your arm out. That's my rehab is I let Hutch pull as hard as he can to straighten my arm out. It's kind of like one of those um, medieval, oh, that's what we need to get, a mid- medieval torture thing where you attach it to all your limbs and then I, I crank it up and it like pulls you in all different directions. That's what Alan actually wanted to do. Oh, why but, don't we do that? That's because like- it looks crazy. Like it's so, it's so that the, the contraption yeah, yeah. looks insane. I, it's like you. I would be walking down the belt line. Everyone would be like, "Oh my God, what happened to that guy?" Like it. It looks really. But it's sweater weather. You could just put a sweater over it. No, it's too big. You couldn't. You could not fit anything over it. Nine, style, anything I own. The style is oversized jackets now. So yeah, you might have to actually go. I could get, on, I could on get some of Michael's clothes and wear it. baggy jeans, baggy shirts. It. I started using a uh, three-pound egg weight. If you know what that is, they're used for boxing, and so I just carry that around, and that's like I always have it in my hand, or when I'm sitting at a desk. Yeah. And uh, that's helped a lot. But today was a great day. Beautiful weather. I woke up and ran and then came home. We got on the bike and we rode out to Stone Mountain, did a lap and came back and it was really nice. Beautiful. Beautiful Saturday. A rare Saturday for us. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, really nice. And then hopefully maybe we'll ride tomorrow too. Two days in a row. It'll be yeah. exciting. I'm going to do airport long. Just like ride off the front. Yeah. Makes sense. I might add on some miles. Uh, another first is... That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Another first is that we had our first guest uh, bail on us last minute, so we didn't have time to reschedule anyone else. Yeah, that's why it's another one on one. But uh, you know, all all the heads they say out there are kind of like the one on one, so we're we're giving people what they want. So, well, we do have a guest for next week. Um, we're re- working with this guest to reschedule because I do think it'll be a really good episode. It will. You know what? The the the. So we're starting to interview. Sorry, we're starting to have guests that are also on podcast. And the difference I think that we've run into is that no one is committed to the cadence that we are. Rain or shine, it's going to come out on Monday. Other than we know a couple of guys that have pretty popular podcasts that do it three times a week. We would never do that. But when you have that commitment to the cadence, then you just got to, if someone doesn't show, you just got to go. Yeah. Yeah. You made a rhyme. I did. <laughs> but she'll be worth it. We, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it's in she is a good friend too, so I will be giving her a little bit of shit, but it'll it'll be worth it because it, I think it'll be a really good episode for sure. Another note is that I'm halfway 
to my half marathon. Yeah. So training's going really well. I thought that I had ruptured my Achilles on Monday by um, standing up and getting out of bed. And I basically was so panicked all week that I didn't tell Chad. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> and so because I heard a loud pop and like, and I immediately, and then I couldn't walk. And you then I, you're Aaron Rodgers. Yes. <laughs> and then obviously, and then um, I start Googling like, well, you know, can you strain your Achilles without like, with like hearing this loud pop, whatever. And everything was like, nope, you ruptured it. Like you're done. Um, so I took some anti-inflammatory medicine that I had saved, you know, like stashed away. She's a medicine for, saver. <laughs> for other purposes. And um, was like, well, if it makes, you know, inflammation in my knee go down, maybe it'll make the inflammation in my Achilles go down. I was hoping that it was Achilles tendonitis. And I think that's ultimately what it turned out to be because I'm totally fine now. You ran the next day. I did. Well, I had to continue to test my body. So I kept testing. So I like take medicine, like do my little like sauna blanket thing, then like stretch. And I just kept testing everything. And the first couple of times running, it was hurting. Luckily, this week was like a active recovery week. But today I actually did a decently quick um, five miles from quick for me, obviously not for others. Yeah. And I felt fine. So I think we're okay. I'm feeling good. Good. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's around the corner. And also I signed, I've, I kind of did this thing, like, well, Chad's not surprised by it. We're like all of a sudden I start fixing things. And so then I just like sign up for everything. Yeah. You get so obsessed. I, <clears throat> so I've now signed up for the wait list to get into the Miami half marathon, which I really hope I get into because one, I want to see all of our friends in Miami. Two, it would be really fun to go down there and like ride and run. And three, it's obviously very flat. I looked at the course and it would be a really nice course. It goes like over to South Beach, then back around, then to Coconut Grove and then back, I guess. Hmm. I think it starts and ends in Brickell. So it would be fun. Uh, so I, I think November 7th, they let people know if you got off the wait list. And then I also, this is even bigger. I signed up for the Chicago Marathon. You did? I told you that. No. <laughs> yes, I did. The marathon? I sent you a message on Slack and said, hey, I just signed up. For the marathon? For the, the thing, yeah. The full marathon. Well, it's a lottery. So I'm not like in yet. They let us know. Also like November 7th, I think. Um, whether or not we got in the, like whether or not we got chosen. Okay. But I, but that's next October. So, <laughs> but I need these like really long term goals and I've never been to Chicago. So in my way of thinking, I was just like, this makes sense. Worst comes to worst. I can transfer my, um, I can transfer it to someone else. So yeah. it's not a big deal. Um, but I, I'm very excited about it. So those are the two things that I have signed up for so far to keep me motivated. And I do think I'll be able to run and continue to ride together. Yeah. I mean, one conflict is if I qualify for a gravel worlds. Yeah. But I, it's. We can't do them both at the same time. Well, it would be we like the following weekend. So I would just have to go. Like we would get back from worlds and then I guess fly to Chicago. Okay. But this is, we don't have to decide this right the second. Yeah. A lot can happen between then and now. Welcome everyone to uh, Chad and Nikki. Uh, negotiating travel schedule next year i mean i can go do the marathon myself it's fine i'm a self-sustaining lady it's true maybe i can get natalie to go with me yeah for sure that'd be fun so this week one thing that i went to that was really fun is i went to an event at spanx the their headquarters in buckhead and i can't say what i went there for because i had to sign an nda to do it but it was real i had never been in their headquarters and it was a really 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 cool Place. I mean, the decorations obviously are very cool. Sarah really put a lot of like personality and personal touch into the space. Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely. 
Um, so they gave us like a little mini tour and the, but the coolest thing is fellow, that fellow Florida state Seminole, by the way. Yes. Go Nils. Yeah. When they're giving us a little tour, uh, I guess Sarah had bid on, I don't know how long ago, but obviously not that long ago. Cause it was you sure this isn't covered by the NDA. No, this is not covered by the NDA. Okay. <laughs> um, Getting it's concerned. in their office. Anyone can see it. Okay. It's literally like on display. All right. Um, she bid on a Olivia Newton John's original, like her black outfit from like the finale of Greece. Better shake up, shape up. Better shape up. shape up. Better shape up. Cause I need a man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed at Chad. Yeah. As I sang and that. people are getting a little insight into your singing. That's <laughs> pretty terrible. She can sing. Anyways, ha- bid on in one the original outfit. Yeah. From Greece. So I just thought that was really cool. You posted a picture of it. Yeah, I took a picture of it. Yeah. Um. The anyways, all, all black with red heels. That's like your your outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was any. It, so it was a cool space. Um, the event was really fun. I had. My first, I tried my first Paloma. I never had a Paloma. It's like a tequila drink. That was amazing. Yeah. And also, I love that this was a. Is that covered by the NDA? This was a work event. They they were pouring tequila. Yes. Wow. Sounds like a cool place. Yeah, it felt really, it felt really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the employees really seemed to love it there. Did so. any men work there? Uh, I did see one guy. Okay. Like walking around. Okay. He looked very confused by us. All right. Um. But yeah, mostly women, but definitely mostly women. But it was, so it was an event at 6 p.m. So there was like no one in the office at that point. Maybe for our international listeners, explain what Spanx is. Well, Spanx is international. You can get it anywhere. Okay. Um, but maybe for, for the men that don't since know. Since 50% of our listeners are men. How about if that If you're part? a woman and you don't know what Spanx is, you've been living under a rock for your entire life. Okay. But explain to the 50% so for of men, our audience. Um, it's just shape. Well, it started out as shapewear. So Sarah Blakely founded Spanx in the one bedroom of her tiny house that she lived in selling, I think that was like fax machines. And she started cutting her own shapewear because she was going door to door selling fax machines. We, we have an uh, audience watching us record. Sorry, go ahead. Are they actually watching? Us? Yeah, behind you. How can they see through the thing? I think they can just see themselves. Oh, uh, maybe. They're just looking at themselves, the fl- reflection. That happened to me the other day. I was walking Hutch and last night, and uh, I saw a guy in the um, office space of a, one of the apartments by us. And I was like, why is that guy looking at me? It was me. Anyway, go ahead. Wait, you saw your own reflection? Yeah, I thought it was someone else. <laughs> I was like, what? what is that weirdo looking at me? <laughs> and then I moved, and it was me. <laughs> That's... Yeah. We might need to get your eyes checked. So anyway, Spanx is shapewear. That's how it started out. But now it's more than that. It's clothing. It's workout. It's activewear. It's... Like normal clothes, right? Yeah, normal clothes. But but they all... But all of the clothes are kind of based around being flattering. So like they have their jeans, but the jeans are like more stretchy. And like I don't have any pair of jeans, so I can't really speak to how they actually fit. But I do have a bunch of their leggings. And so they're all very... They're, everything's supposed to be kind of form fitting, flattering, all the, all that good stuff. But I've always loved the brand because I really like Sarah because she went to Florida State. Um, and I've just always been really inspired by her. Yeah. So it was, it was for me personally, it was really cool just to, like I felt like such a fangirl. She but, invited us to go to the movies with her one time. Yeah, that was, but she's such an introvert yeah. that I was kind of surprised. Like actually, it's funny. Someone messaged me on Instagram and was like, oh, that's so cool. You went to Spanx headquarters. Um, like, did you meet Sarah? And I was like, well, she, she doesn't work there anymore, but, um, I'm sure she still stops by. 
But I said, well, actually, I did meet her weirdly through <laughs> friends at a movie, like a premiere one time because she's friends with Reese Witherspoon. They're like her and Reese Witherspoon, I guess, are really good friends. Yeah. So we all went to this premiere for Reese Witherspoon's movie and she was such an introvert. It really surprised me. And she like basically didn't talk. Like I was trying to talk to her and she just like wouldn't talk to me. Y'all sat by each other. <laughs> we sat right next to each other the whole time. Yeah. And like anyone listening to this that knows me knows I'm, I can, I feel like I can talk to a tree. Yeah. She was, she was giving nothing. Yeah. Nothing. She was giving tree vibes. She, she was giving like more than tree vibes. It's very nice though. Yeah. She just, she's just really introverted. And now yeah. that I like see Jesse, her husband posting more about her on his Insta, cause I didn't follow him at the time. And he talks about all the time, like how much of an introvert she is. So I know it wasn't like a mean thing. It was just, it was just funny. Cause when you like meet someone who you idolize, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to just ask them questions and get to know them. But we sat in silence. <laughs> <laughs> never meet your never meet your what is it never meet your uh idols your heroes yeah. your heroes and no i'm just kidding i still it's not a great movie either she really motivates me um so, sorry reese and i can't even remember what it pretty was. much every aspect of my life so it was it was a fun event what was even funnier is we were we were um in a meeting room and one of the women that was in the meeting room with me we were going around kind of like introducing ourselves and i said that i was a cyclist skip ahead like an hour a bunch of the other women that work at Spanx are also cyclists, but they didn't disclose that at the time. And so I say I'm a cyclist, I ride or whatever. And the woman who goes who goes to introduce herself after me immediately goes, I just want you to know my husband hates you, <laughs> hates cyclists. Wow. We live in Buckhead and we hate you. Wow. So it started off the meeting kind of spicy. Wow. And, and what did you say back to her? I just like kind of looked at her and was like, I mean, at least people are outside being active and... Did she look like she's very active? Yeah, but she like had never had a job. She literally didn't work and she just plays golf all day and oh. like is like a Buckhead Betty. Okay. So it was just weird. Buckhead Betty is a, a common term for those folks listening outside of Atlanta. It's a yeah, I mean, she was Buckhead. a complete snob, yeah. like total snob. I'll never yeah. see this woman again. Actually, yeah. I, now I probably You don't think she's a I listener? <laughs> I think she's a listener. So, they, so you, I'm surprised you didn't like snap back. Well, I think I said something along the lines of, wouldn't you rather have people that are passionate about a sport and spending their time exercising than like doing drugs? Doing drugs? <laughs> That's where you went? <laughs> That's, what I, That's what I always think about because a cyclist... Like are, I would do drugs if I wasn't riding a bike. Well, Aren't mean, you glad you, you, I'm riding a bike, lady? Think of all... <laughs> exactly. Think of all the like kind of self-destructive <laughs> personalities that are endurance athletes. Okay. Like, it's a very addictive thing. Like, if you're addicted to running or cycling or swimming, you could easily be addicted to something bad. Hmm, okay. I, I've always thought that. Yeah, but really, at the end, once she found out that there was, like, half the room was cyclists in some way, shape, or form, yeah, I ended it with looking at her, and I said, so if you could just tell your husband to please not run us over next time he sees us, that would be great. Wow, what she <laughs> And said. it was so awkward, but everyone, like, low-key, like, smiled and kind of chuckled. What did she, did she respond she just like awkwardly stared at me and like, well, it was more of a glare, but I didn't care. It's, um, I, I think it's always a cool thing to have that conversation because it reminds people that those people on bikes are actually humans, like yeah. real humans. Why um, does your husband hate us so much? Because she was like, when you're riding on Mount Perrin, he just can't stand it. And I'm like, that is the snobbiest, like if any... The speed limit's like 25 miles an hour. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> your husband and his... $200,000 Mercedes, like he can't just go around a cyclist at 25. We're going, we're probably going 20 miles an hour. Yeah. It's like the most ridiculous thing. 
uh, Phil Guyman has uh, on his YouTube channel, if anyone's ever interested, he has such a great uh, video about this topic, about having reasonable conversations about why you hate cyclists so much. It's yeah. so good. Because they have no answer. Yeah. There's no, there's no answer. And again, she said her and her husband are both retired. Where are you rushing to down yeah. Mount Perrin that you can't just go around a cyclist? Yeah. It's, the golf course. It's bizarre. I've never understood it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she, she was a special character, but I'm if you're from Atlanta, you're kind of used to those types of people anyway, so you're just like, whatever. Are you done violating your NDA, or are we moving on? I didn't violate the NDA. Okay. I just couldn't say what I was there for or what I was doing. I never said what I was there for or what I was doing. Okay. Can't wait for the letter. Well, good thing you're a lawyer. <laughs> I'm really excited as we... So we're recording this now. It's Saturday. This weekend is a really big weekend in Atlanta, which... Huge. We, Fest, Festivus weekend is what but we like, call it. I feel like we kind of failed as Inman Parkers because we didn't plan anything. Because we're tired. We plan things all the time. Well, that and I, it kind of snuck up on it. Like every, like I, I didn't realize how many festivals. So there's a historic Old Fourth Ward Skate Park Festival, which is literally outside of our house. Then there's the Little Five Points Festival, which Hall- is... Halloween Festival. Yeah, but there's the festival and then the parade tomorrow. But yeah. today's the festival. But it's Halloween, yeah. And... Then there is the farmer's market, and then there is the Immin Park wine stroll. Yeah, the wine stroll, which huge. is basically a bunch of drunk people walk wandering down the middle of roads, hammered. Yeah, taking scooters, busting their face open. It's quite the scene. Yeah, for our friends that don't live here, so we live in a, probably one of the only walking neighborhoods, and it's a big destination for mm-hmm. bars, restaurants, people partying and having fun it's like it's, it's kind of it's kind of like the west village honestly west village coconut grove yeah um what would be like like venice in la yeah like that yeah yeah you know venice. that main yeah um so yeah this there's like 10 things going on this weekend it's kind of crazy it's because the weather's perfect and weather's, everyone times yeah. it yeah. right so that's why we're recording today is because tomorrow we're going to go to the halloween parade yeah and the reason we didn't play anything else is because we actually have a lot of work to do. We have a huge deliverable next so week. So much work to do. Uh, and we'll be traveling next week uh, back to, to New York. Uh, so that's, uh, I think, the big focus is... Connecticut. Yeah, same thing. So that's why. We're yeah. being good. We're being good. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Yeah, so we're going to the... We're, we are going to go to the Halloween parade tomorrow with the kids. Yeah, maybe. That's Alex and Caitlin. Oh, and then tonight, I can say this on this because we're not oh, posting... Oh, yeah. We're not posting... This until Monday, yeah. so I won't be ruining a surprise. Happy birthday, Connie. Happy birthday, Connie. Yeah. So We're our dear her. friend, she's literally one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She sent me soup whenever I crashed my bike. Not just soup, but it was like this care package of like... Yeah, fancy soup. Fancy soup with like a ladle. I mean, it was so cute. I actually, I want to do that for someone because that was such a good little care package. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Of, I can't remember the name, the brand that... It's funny when I broke my hip, I had so many people send me food, but this time it was only Connie sent me food. Oh, I, th- I guess the difference is you. I was alone last time. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. felt bad for you. Yeah, John Trainer had to come over to the house just to to make sure I was check my pulse. Yeah, so now I'm here. Okay, that's why. Anyway, <laughs> it's a surprise party for Connie tonight uh, at Double Zero. We're yeah. really excited because we've never been. Yeah, pizza place, wine place, Castellucci Group. Yes, Ca- Castellucci. We rode by or we drove by the other day on our way to Emory for that um, the showing for Joanna. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really want to go there. So it works out perfectly. Castellucci group for uh, everyone is Iberian Pig, Double Zero, Cooks and Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a family 
group. Uh, and it's two brothers and a sister, Stephanie, that we know. She's the really, nicest really, people. Yeah. And they just, I think Stephanie might move to Nashville because they just opened a restaurant in Nashville. Yeah. And I think she just got married. So shout out to Stephanie. Congrats. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're checking out Double Zero tonight. Yeah. That's pretty much it with the personal stuff this week. Yeah. Um, Lots of work going on. Yeah, we from a work perspective, we're so busy to where I actually had a call with a potential client last week. And I just was like, we actually can't take on any more work this year. Yeah, we have um, pushing things in the next so year. So much work that, yeah, it's just a little overwhelming. But it kind of, it's always a little bit like this towards the end of the year. Um, Every year. And we're thankful for it because we, we really like to be busy. But we, we do have some big projects coming up. Um, we're thankful for all our corporate clients that like to late, wait till Q4 to get all the goals in <laughs> some bonus time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we know well, the game. I think there's a few things that Chad and I had interesting conversations throughout the week with our team, with each other. Um, well, well because we're so busy, we're talking to our team about how we can be more efficient, how we can be more productive, yeah. get things done quicker. Um, and with creatives, with creative team, that can be difficult sometimes because yeah, they don't like that conversation. Well, as a creative myself, you you want everything to be perfect. And so you spend a lot of time, whether it's design, whether it's copyright, you just really want to take as much time as possible to make it as perfect as possible if you're, you know, if you really care about what you're doing. We, we had a client yesterday tell us because they've like expedited this timeline. I don't know if you caught this. She basically was like, it doesn't have to be perfect. We just, oh, yeah. and you and I kind of like cringe. We're like, we can't not do it perfect. So I guess we'll just work all, all night. <laughs> yeah. It's not in our, like, it's not the way we do things. It yeah. has to be, but we're going against what we're saying right now. Cause what we're saying is that we're trying to get our team to be more efficient with their time. Right. And so knowing that our team is a bunch of perfectionists, how do we take things out of their day that takes time that doesn't really contribute to that perfectionism? And a lot of that is you, you can use AI to do it. Yeah. And so we were talking to, you know, one of our best, best creatives and we were, we asked, you know, like, have you used AI to kind of help with some of the copywriting stuff just to like generate different ideas? And so you're not spending so much time in like writer's block and really the answer was basically, no, I haven't really, I've been hesitant to use that tool. And I completely understand that because I also was- You're very, all hesitant to use it. Yeah. That. Well, because it feels like cheating. It's not though. So I, I am a heavy user of AI and we're going to integrate- AI into our agency work more and more. I think it's a, a value add. I think it is a way to not only, it's not about the productivity for me. I think it's more about sparking uh, new ideas. If you can get really good at prompting, mm -hmm. which I've spent basically this entire year doing. Uh, and so it can also summarize notes uh, which I think is amazing. That's been a huge help. Yes. Uh, and I mean, if you think about what we do, we're interviewing hundreds, if not thousands of people over the course of a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and just going back and writing out your notes takes so much time. I've been using AI to effectively generate notes for me based on those conversations I'm having. It's pretty, really, really cool. Do you want to say what you use? Because there's a bunch of tools out there and we've tested them, but pretty much only one stands out. Yeah. Otter AI uh, is a transcribing tool uh, that you can use on your, on your desktop or your phone. And uh, it, it basically transcribes every word perfectly. And then at the end, it's like, 
here are the main topics. Here's what was said. Here's who said it. Um, here, like the, in, you can, you can prompt it just like you can with chat GPT. Uh, so you can prompt it and say, okay, what, it, what was the most important thing that this person that Nikki identified as, uh, that stood out to her about culture. And it'll give you the five things that, that Nikki said. Uh, and, and so it's, it's spot on. It's spot on. It's well, I mean, really I've good. tested it. I've gone back. I've done it to myself, like just like me acting like I'm interviewing myself. Uh, it's incredibly efficient uh, and it allows you to be, to get to the creative process more, more quickly, I think. That and what I've been using it for, and maybe this is like, it's a personal thing for me, but when I'm writing something, my biggest struggle is making like making things shorter. I tend to be more of like a descriptive, longer winded mm -hmm. writer, just like I am when I talk. Um, and knowing that that's my weakness, what I've started doing is running things through AI like that I write and say, can you make this more succinct? Can you make this shorter? And then obviously I'll go back and tweak and make sure that it's perfect. But it really does a great job pulling out what you're trying, the point you're trying to get across and just making it a little bit shorter, a little bit cleaner. I did this for not a client, but I volunteer. I'm on like the board of this organization and I help with different copywriting, graphic design, um, social media, whatever. And I didn't have a lot of time. So one of the women sent me this like long description of basically what they wanted to post on social media. But it was so long that if you posted this, you wouldn't be able to on Twitter and people wouldn't read it. It'd be, have to be like a thread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I just ran it through, I ran it through um, AI and said, can you make, can you rewrite this for Twitter? And can you rewrite this for the most effective way to catch people's eye on LinkedIn and Facebook? And it just did it. And I had to regenerate the Twitter one a couple of times to like get like the best possible version. But again, this is, I just didn't have time in my day to sit down and get distracted by this. So I just ran it through AI and it saved me a lot of time. Yeah, so I think that the summary here is that a, lo a lot of our creative team are resistant. I think a lot of creatives in general are resistant to it because they're worried that it's going to take their job. And one of the things that we believe is that it's not going to take your job as a copywriter or as a creative or as a graphic designer as long as you know how to use the tool. The, using the tool, I think, is the, is the skill, mm -hmm. right? And so people don't understand what the tool is uh, and they don't know how to use it they're going to get left behind completely. So what will take your job is a copywriter or a graphic designer who uses AI, who knows how to use AI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not the actual tool taking your job. It's someone just more versed and skilled in the new way of operating that will take your job. And that's kind of like anything in the world. They're going to be faster. They're going to have more ideas. They're going to have more options. Yeah, you're going to get well, left well, behind. Well, think about like when cars were being made by hand. As soon as they started bringing in machinery that they were able to mass produce cars, the people that were not capable of learning or didn't want to learn how to operate the manufacturing facilities got left behind. It yep. wasn't the machine that replaced them. It was the lack of motivation to learn something new. And so more people come in, they learn something new, and they replace you. We, we have a client right now that is literally disrupting security services mm -hmm. by utilizing technology. Because old school security I services. I hate the word disrupting. I know, I know you hate disrupting. <laughs> Disrupt. Nikki used to work for a startup that that was their their. Uh, Every call was that your purpose? We are disrupting. We are disrupting. Right, Shut but up. they weren't. But it was vaporware. But they weren't disrupting anything. Anyway, um, but they're like it's the exact same thing. Like using technology 
to just be better is the smart thing to do instead of sticking your head in the sand. Yeah, agreed. So all you creatives out there, get on it. Yeah, just learn. Always be always be learning. Yeah. That's what I say. So the other work thing I think you wanted to talk about was... Yeah, this is kind of like a personal... I felt like it needed to be said because I've recently been seeing it more and more. And also I've been experiencing it um, myself. And I'll explain what that is. So you've been asked by several of our clients that are executives about this topic. Correct. Within the last six months, you've had multiple people asking you about this topic. Correct. Yeah. And I think it, it... So... What I've been asked is there's been a surge in women in the workplace walking into their boss's office or their boss or bo- boss's boss or whoever it is and essentially kind of laying out demands around, I deserve more money, I deserve a raise, I deserve X, Y, Z. And while I'm a huge advocate for advocating for yourself, I don't think you should just sit by and like let everyone else you know, around you get promoted and not speak up. I think the problem is, is that social media and business coaches and life coaches and all these people who we've been constantly inundated with. TikTok coaches. More so because of TikTok since the pandemic. It's causing women to not go about asking for things in the right way when it comes to the workplace. And so I say that because you can't just go into an executive's office and sit there and say, I deserve this job. It's not fair. Blah, 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 blah. I've been here for five years and I've put the time in. And so therefore I deserve it. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to stomp my feet. And, you know, when I was thinking, when we were talking about this, cause I was like, where you were like, well, where's this coming from? I truly believe that it is the TikTok Instagram culture of women coaching other women, which I am in support of if you have experience in the thing that you're coaching on. But there's a lot of like, have you actually worked in a fortune 500? But there's a lot of women out there on TikTok who, and maybe there's men out there too. I don't know. I don't land on the side of male coaching on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. So it's not my, that's not my purview. Me either. But there's a lot of women out there who, when you look at their LinkedIn, when you look at their bio, they have zero experience in anything other than talking at TikTok. And they're saying, you need to demand more. You need to do this. You need to stand up for yourself. And it's... Know your worth. Know your worth. Yeah. Know your worth. I've seen that. And it's very frustrating because you're giving young women really bad advice. And it's significantly impacting their future because they're not strategically thinking about how to have these productive conversations around compensation and raises and... And the bad advice is to be confrontational effectively. Yeah. yeah the bad advice yeah. is like you go in there and you stomp your hand, you know, hand on the table and you demand what you want, where you want, when you want it. And like reality check, that's not the way life works. Mm-hmm. That very, very rarely, unless maybe you're in like a sales organization where I've seen salespeople obviously act more aggressively towards each other when it comes to demanding compensation. Yeah. That, that's Sometimes, like, but that's like on island. a different island. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are just in a, like, so you don't think guys do this? I think guys are more tactful. Based on what I've seen, I'm not theorizing this with no experience. I believe that men, for whatever reason, I don't know what advice they're getting, must be better. I don't know. Um, And not every man. But I think the way a man goes about going into an office of their boss, I don't think they're emotionally slamming their hand down on the desk saying, I deserve a raise because I said so. Yeah. Because... Susie Q on TikTok told me that I deserve it. I've had 
a lot of people worked for me over my career, and I can't remember one man ever doing that. Now that you say that, but but I bet there weren't a lot of women that did that either. I think it's no. a generational thing. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a Gen Z slash younger millennial situation that's going on because of social media. Ah, oh, I actually had one guy. Now that I think about it, there was a one guy, and he was in technology. But he was a yeah. I agree. I don't. I, I think when I was working, the did you give him a raise? No. So what we should be talking to each other about is every if we're gonna preach something, it should be coming from experience. And so if we're going to get on TikTok, if we're going to get, it should be, it should be a gestalt way of sharing an experience that you went through that worked or didn't work and saying, you know what, younger people, younger women, when I wanted a raise, when I wanted, you know, a promotion that I felt like I deserved, this is how I went about it. Tactfully, I was playing the long game. This is what I was thinking about long term, because I think for me, I'm not going to just march into an executive's office and say I deserve a raise. I might say, hey, executive, if they're this type of personality, if they're, a, you know, more of a servant leader, can I get like 30 minutes in the lunchroom with you? Or, you know, can I get 30 minutes coffee with you in the break room? Um, I really want to hear how you came up through this organization. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's more of a, a conversation around learning about how you can get to that certain point versus demanding to be at that point when you think you should be at that point. Because... No matter what TikTok person says to you, they have zero control over your future. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. But my advice is always, it's the same as Linda Matzegeit's advice, right? Put me in coach. Yeah. Not in the back no. of the plane, <laughs> but put me in the game, right? And, and I think what the way I articulate it is, and what I did was I was always willing to take on more responsibility. Yeah. Teach yourself. And that's what gets people's attention in a corporate environment. That someone that's willing to take on more responsibility and perform at the highest level and outwork other people are the people that get promotions and the people that get raises. Exactly. Nine times out of 10, not all the time, because there are some people that get promotions and raises and you're, it's a head scratcher. But if the tried and true method is that, take on more, do more work than you're being paid for, work harder and work better. And I and think people, people will notice. And I think people would say, well, I don't want to do more work well, and not be paid for it. But like, okay, yeah. well, there's other people doing more work and not being paid for it. So it's a race, people. Like my, my whole life. The people who train on the weekends and don't train during the week, they never finish before the people who train all week long and on the weekends. That's exactly. just the fact of life. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. Take it for what it is, but ladies, please stop listening to these TikTok idiots that have no experience. They sit in their home, in their apartment all day, just preaching at a screen, giving you life advice that could potentially cause you to lose your job because you are not facilitating relationships and communicating in the way that normal people facilitate relationships and communicate because you're going based off what some chick on TikTok told you to do. Yeah, it's crazy. So I am preaching yeah, you because are. I have seen really bad ramifications for women that I think are really smart. Yeah. But they made some poor business decisions. Yeah. Based on what they had, how they had been influenced by a book or a podcast or a, a TikToker. Um, who so did. don't listen to that podcast. Listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so off that topic, uh, it's dangerous to take advice from idiots. That's my motto. Yeah. So know who you're listening. That to. was in her in her notes. <laughs> that was in my notes. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we've got to go check the results of the big sugar gravel race because Michael Garrison, uh, future guest of the pod, uh, is racing currently as we speak. Uh, and um, 
he's there with the BMC crew. Hopefully he's having a good race. He flatted a lot last year, so <laughs> I'm worried about flatting. And so uh, we'll, we're going to actually uh, talk to Michael soon on the podcast about his plans for next year, which are really exciting. We've been working behind the scenes on that. Yeah, we've got a lot of exciting uh, news coming. Yes, a lot of exciting news about our team. Yep. and uh, The future of the team, the fu- what we're doing. Exactly. And we have a really big 2024 goal that will um, potentially change the trajectory of the team, the business, everything. It's been a long time coming, but wow. Wow. I have to I'm putting it out there to the universe because we've been dragging our feet on this one. Yep. And I think it has to happen. 2024 24 is going to be a big year. Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, I think we're uh, we're we're good. That's it. We'll uh, let's go Have walk a great the dog. week everyone and uh, thanks again for everyone for the feedback, uh the reposting, the sharing. Keep doing that, um, you know, especially all of our friends in Miami and New York and L.A. and San Diego. We thank you so much for uh, supporting us and then all of our international friends, especially our folks in Melbourne. We still haven't heard from you. Uh, we're very interested uh, still. Uh, everyone like. Like, follow, subscribe. Although right. I still don't know how to um, rate Let's, on Apple. So let's look that up real quick. To rate on Apple because so on Spotify you rate it you go to the channel. Yeah, the main page. The main page. Yeah. Um and you and it's at the top like stars. Obviously yeah. you click five stars, duh. But with Apple, you actually have to scroll all the way to the bottom past the episodes to really? rate it. Yeah, see. It's that's, all the way at the bottom. Wow, it's terrible. We are five stars on Apple. Mm. I just gave us five stars. I just gave us five stars too. Oh, you Ooh. can write a review too. So um, that's how you rate on Apple. Oh, and by the way, uh, if you have noticed that uh, I sound a little bit different, it's because I'm back on the fancy microphone, our Rode NT1. We both have Rode NT1s. Thanks to our friends at Rode. We also have Rode pod mics. And so I've been on the pod mics the last few episodes because I thought my NT1 was broken. It wasn't broken. Do you want to say what it was? You just had it turned the wrong way. It was facing the wrong direction. So <laughs> road, like, this thing sucks. <laughs> road, thank you uh, for having on your social media. Make sure the gold dot faces you when you talk on uh, a road NT one. Michael will Michael will think this is hilarious because he always thinks that that your issues with technology is human error, and you always argue with him that it's not. Yeah, this time it wasn't. He might be right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Me.